Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Our world cannot afford the future where the two largest economies split the globe in a great fracture. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound where we are protected from the chaos of 2020. And today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Oh, boy. I don't know. Court packing? Uh, bleh. Nothing leaps to mind. Any ideas? Any nominees? L.A. Dodgers secured best uh, record for the playoffs last night. Excellent. So uh, they could be our general manager. Unless we like do- winners. If you're a Dodgers fan. Yeah. If you're not a Dodgers fan, it's uh, very painful. You don't want to hear anything about it. Nope, you don't. Shut up. Very painful. Yeah. Boo. Boo. You're buying a championship. First one in decades. Of course, that's because Houston Sheets. Yep, that's true. That's true. That's true. Gotta admit, I was rooting for the Astros, but uh, they were cheating. Dodgers probably would have won that thing. I, I don't prefer know. non-cheaters. Exactly. Um, I just uh, just texted our friend Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, we've had on for years, explaining everything health care, because the... Um, Supreme Court dealing with Obamacare shortly after the election has become the talking point from the left on the whole scaring you thing. Exactly. And I don't know what I've I've taken in a lot of information on this, and it's been very different um, as to how big a deal that actually is. That particular case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought maybe, uh, well, like, no, Craig would be up to speed on that. Maybe he could explain that to us uh, sometime this week. Just what exactly is going to happen? I happen to be listening to the unlistenable CNN on the way in this morning, and uh, they had some Democratic senator on. I didn't recognize his voice, and uh, and he made the oft-repeated claim that uh, you know the Republicans just they want to take away your protection for pre-existing conditions, and uh, they got zero pushback from the you know partisan hack uh, news anchor. Even though from the president on down to the most junior of congressmen, they've said, there's no way we're going to do that. Trump has stated that uh, explicitly. Yeah. Well, CNN are a bunch of partisan liars and hacks, but everybody knows that. So, um, Back to you. Yeah, so I was just looking through why Trump's next Supreme Court pick could herald the end of legal abortion in the United States. Highly unlikely. Very, very unlikely. Well, it's it's it a near impossibility. Yeah. In fact, it, come to think of it, it is an impossibility. <laughs> John, he- John Heilman on MSNBC this morning. Trump has now laid out the roadmap for how he will cheat in the election. So making that clear okay. on... Got that going, make, too. Making that clear on both sides, that if the other side wins, it's because they cheated. So get your hammers and start smashing. Right. When you don't get the result you want, that's fantastic. Meanwhile, Mitch McConnell has defiled the Senate and will ruin it. It has ruined it, according to Chuck Schumer. (laughs) 
Uh, you know, has a society ever like gone around the bend of uh, hyperbole and decided it's out of fashion and gone back to kind of plain spoken, far, plain spoken farmer talk? I don't know. You know, a farmer uh, uh, loses his arm in a thresher. He'll say, yeah, it hurts a bit, but I'll get over it. You I know, can, know. Will we ever get back to understatement? I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know any of these things. I don't know. This is kind of an experiment, I think. Yeah, I'm not enjoying it. I thought you could do what? It's an involuntary experiment, though. Isn't there a form I'm supposed to sign before you subject me to this experiment, doctor? Stop it. It hurts. Well, for how many years as we've been slowly going this direction in a lot of different ways, have I asked various smart people and historians and everything like that, can you give me an example of when a country has like, turned it around and not just gone the direction it looks like we're going? Nobody ever really does. No. <laughs> no. So, uh, so there you go. Um, On the other hand, as I often say, because I am a positive fellow, you can have a very happy, fulfilling, profitable life during the uh, decline of something. Many people do. And, and honestly, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a, a great service to our kids and grandkids if you just dig in your heels and try to slow the slide. Yeah. Maybe you can't turn it, but you can slow it. Which will yield more people, more time in what was known as the United States of America with its wonderful principles and the rest of it. So that's an honorable service. Do you remember the 17-year-old kid that went up to Kenosha, Wisconsin with a rifle and ended up shooting some people in that whole story? I do indeed. Um, his defense has put out a video with, uh, so, with some new video footage and a description of how the whole thing unfolded that's pretty darned interesting, I think. Why would that be necessary? Our nation's media, I'm sure, have given us a, a balanced and fact-based account of what happened. So we'll get into that. They wouldn't that. present a wildly distorted prejudicial version of it, would they? And, uh, and uh, in short, the Dodgers are your National League West champions, so that, that, that concludes that. <laughs> boo! Um, oh, again, I say boo! LeBron, <clears throat> speaking of uh, sports, and uh, the L.A. sports, for that matter, uh, LeBron last night may- clarified some of his statements on uh, race and violence and stuff like that, so we can play that for you probably, too. I'd like to hear that. Let's kick off the show. Uh, there's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, pulling levers, running some sort of foot pedals. Like an old-timey pipe organ. How are you this morning, Michael? Six days to debate, and I'm going to make myself up a T-shirt for when I watch the debate. The front of it is going to be Biden. It's going to be Corn Pop is a bad dude. And the back of it is going to be Trump. CNN is fake news. And I'm thinking maybe for I'll get some like fake hair and make my legs extra hairy so I can point to my spouse and say, I've got hairy legs as I'm watching this thing. Fabulous. You know what I did was hilarious. I, I, I booked myself for something last uh, for next to Tuesday night and just realized last night that I had chosen debate night to commit to something. Oh, boy. And oh. I texted the person last night and said, any other night of the year, including Christmas Eve, I could do this. <laughs> but this is the Super Bowl on top of the moon landing for my job. I yeah. have to watch this. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it on my calendar to avoid that very mistake. Uh, I had it on my calendar. That doesn't make any difference. You know why? I don't look at my calendar. Ah, who has the time? <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, do, doing okay. I... I had been really good about bringing stuff to work to to eat during the morning, so I don't just lazily spend, you know, uh, you know, a, as great of a breakfast burrito maker as the the cafe across the street is. 
And, you know, sometimes I got to save a little money, want to mm-hmm. bring some stuff from home. I forgot to do that today, so now I'm going to be scrounging. I, I fear that I'm going to resort to a breakfast of Snickers bars. Oh, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it plays. The out. key to eating well, and I figured this out as a young man and uh, realized that I'm doomed. The key to eating well is organization more than anything else. Planning, right? There's yep. nothing else. The willpower is important. All these different things, but organization is really key. Dang it. Otherwise, you find yourself hungry near drive-throughs or. Uh, what are those machines that tip over on people? Vending machines. Vending machines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, yeah it doesn't happen that often, but I, it's, uh, oddly enough, I know what you're talking about. Well, Sean, and, and those dollars you spend are dollars you can't invest. Exactly. Exactly. And the, and the, and the PSP is, uh, well, it, it's going the right direction. The yeah. positive Sean portfolio. That's right. I'm a, a member of the investor class. I've yes. done that before, eaten badly and thought I'm making myself fatter and wasting money. This is fantastic. <laughs> And less healthy. I mean, on oh, yeah. several oh, levels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, September 23rd, the year 2020. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Here comes the show officially now. Let's begin according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. I just came into that big, beautiful plane. It's got more televisions than any plane in history. They've got televisions in closets, in bathrooms, on the floor, on the ceilings. What the heck? Oh, boy. Talking about the Air Force One. There you go. Very cool. Why um, is he workshopping comedy? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the the bag of mail, it looks good, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Very nice. Outstanding. Um, just, well, heard, just heard a very yeah. important report on uh, pooping in the subway and how there's not a per, there's not a specific law against it. <laughs> We're trying to deal with that. I'll be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> I know what I'm doing this afternoon. Wow. Um Wow. Wait a minute. Wait. D- well, okay. Terrible story we didn't get to yesterday in USA Today that I would like to get to on how uh, all these sex offenders that they knew were involved in cheerleading organizations across the country that they just let keep being sex offenders or going to a different place to do it or whatever. Similar to all the other stories that we've heard on this, the swimming, the gymnastics, the, the other stuff. You know, uh, the, the church, for that matter, I Catholic th- church. I think that is related to the whole defunding the police uh, ridiculousness. And everybody's for police reform and, and having mental health workers instead of cops show up to that sort of call. Everybody's in favor of that. But this utopian, unicornian, idiotic idea that everybody is just like us in our activist suburban moms group and we don't need police and everyone will behave well. The not only the number of people who are predators or will willfully follow not follow the law, not only is that a large group, the number of people who will observe horrible behavior and do nothing about it is far, far higher than most of us imagine. Well, I that's, think. that's troubling. Yeah, that's a troubling uh, the theory. You've it's not my problem. I, I'm not, I don't want to get involved. I don't know. He's powerful. That's most people. I, I, I don't want to do anything. My, uh, my, 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 my gravity is toward doing nothing. But I'm not going to let somebody who's abusing children sexually just l- get away with it. Well, congratulations. You're like in the top something that or other be. percent. That it is. Wake up <laughs> and smell the apathy. More on all that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
The New York Post headline is Senate Republicans release explosive report on Hunter Biden and Burisma. We'll see how explosive it is uh, here in a few minutes. We'll take a look at it. Also, I love this headline from the Babylon Bee. You know what the Babylon Bee is, don't you? I think people are catching on to it. Okay, I hope so before I say it. Ninth Circuit Court overturns death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. thought that was a good headline. (laughs) The Ninth Circuit constantly overturned. Ah, every day. (laughs) Overturned her death. Mailbag. Speaking of which, I heard old Chuck Schumer doubling down on the it was a dying wish. Oh, for goodness sakes. That seems to be working with some people. Let's not govern by dying wishes, people. Children and fools it might work with. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Ludwig von Mises again. The champions of socialism call themselves progressives, but they recommend a system which is characterized by rigid observance of routine and by a resistance to every kind of improvement. They call themselves liberals, but they are intent upon abolishing liberty. They call themselves Democrats, but they yearn for dictatorship. They call themselves revolutionaries, but they want to make the government omnipotent. They promise the blessings of the Garden of Eden, but they plan to transform the world into a gigantic post office. Every man but one, a subordinate clerk in a bureau. Oof! He was half economist, half poet. God, I was at the post office again the other day. Why was I there? I don't remember. And uh, and just I was just standing in line forever, looking around, just thinking this would never happen in the private sector. None nope. of none of this that I'm looking at. This nope. is crazy. You wouldn't go anymore. Jeff from North Carolina with a nice uh, note. Joe, yesterday's show uh, showed why your listener base has grown. You approached the SCOTUS topic with an open mind and addressed it with objectivity and nuance. I believe I was objective and Jack was nuanced. Mm. That's why there were two, there are the two of us here. Other talk shows will have their minds made up before the show, then spend the next several hours explaining why they are right. Or I could be completely wrong. Love the show, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Nice to hear from you. On what topic? Uh, the SCOTUS thing, just mm. in general. Um. Uh, oh, Bonnie writes, I like this. The frenzied buying of toilet paper has pivoted to a frenzied buying of real estate. It feels like it did when there was frenzied buying leading up to the uh, last the real estate crash. Yeah, I'm worried about I wonder that. wonder how, how the people that were fighting over toilet paper feel now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you needed it at the time. Very clean, I'd imagine. If you needed it at the time. <clears throat> I think that's one of the few things at the grocery store I would fight for. If you need it, yeah, yeah. you got to have it. Yeah. There are very few other things I have to have. you got to get a bidet like me and change your life. I think you're right. Best thing in the world. Um, I don't even have working bathrooms at all. So. <laughs> I'm Mr. Bidet over here. Yeah. Yeah. Joe's talking about his bidet. Well, I don't yeah. even have a bathroom in my home. Joe's got an attendant. I feel, I, I feel terrible. I feel like I rolled up to a homeless camp in a Rolls Royce and said, why don't you have Rolls Royces? <laughs> I apologize. Uh, I found this so thought-provoking from Tom. Uh, Divided will survive, he writes. Fifty years from now, none of us alive will recognize this country. We will split into separate country states resembling Europe. The regions will be broken into common factors, language, culture, and, yes, morality. This will happen after years of internal strife, worldwide devastation, including nuclear exchanges starting in Asia and spreading worldwide. Our national leaders will lead us down these paths, and our populace will walk happily into oblivion following our leaders. Um, <clears throat> that may be. Uh, oh, so boy. he envisions a multi-semi-autonomous state future for the U.S. of A. Um, I this is a, you know I could engage in a long stoned conversation about that uh, with with friends and probably enjoy it a great deal. Not that I would be stoned. I am not a marijuana fiend. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the point <clears throat> really is. <clears throat> 
everybody needs to catch on to the fact that we're 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 crossing lines or talking about crossing lines that there might not be co- any coming back from. Yes. Yeah. In terms of tearing down the institutions of the country. More on that to come, obviously. But uh, Brian and Andrea in beautiful Napa, California, right? Uh, my wife and I were just joking about the idea of being invited to your debate party next Tuesday. Uh, we're looking so forward to the spectacle. We'll bring wine. That's eh, tempting. I can tell you guys are discouraged with the media cycle and all of the conflicts in our country, in our society. Have faith. There are many great people doing great things in this world, including your team. They say that's a uh, very kind. Talking about Sean and Michael and right. Hanson. Right. Chin up, fellas. You wouldn't believe the laughter and confirmation you give to the little people like us every day. Please. I know I'm hilarious. <laughs> Thanks, Brian and Andrea. That's nice of you to say. A little uh, little pat on the back in these troubled times. It, it means a lot to a fellow. Were, were you able to find a theremin sound, Sean? I have not only theremin. I have Leon Theremin playing Okay, the theremin. Right, ha- Hang on for a second. Old man Fred. Uh, I haven't heard from you for a while, Fred. Good to, good to read your, your stuff again. Says, Joe, dust off one of your theremins and bring it to the studio. Yeah, I accidentally, after a couple of cocktails one night, ordered not one but two theremins. You can play it whenever mention is made of RBG's dying wish about a replacement. Spooky. Governing by dying wishes. <laughs> That's the inventor of the theremin playing the theremin? He's the master of it. Listen to it. I should invent an instrument and declare myself the master of it. I could listen to that all day. <laughs> It is relaxing. And it feels like we have already. Uh, big Senate report that's out on Hunter Biden? Well, we'll look into that and a few other things. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. One more. Scientists have discovered a noxious gas on Venus that's a sign of life. Of course, here on Earth, a noxious gas is a sign of a nearby Arby's. Oh, oh you've got punchline fever, temperature of 103. Comedy's the antidote and Conan's the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Anyway. <laughs> um... Uh... Chris Wallace, who's the moderator of next week's debate, which is going to be like the moon landing on the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I'm not sure you understand what the moon landing was. Yeah. How about how um, about playing the Super Bowl on the moon? There you go. In 1969, time, they transported both there, teams instead of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. It was the Jets and the... Who'd the Jets beat and upset? Uh, the Colts. The Jets and the Colts played the Super Bowl on the moon That's for the right. moon landing. That's what the debate is going to be like. Yes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's fantastic. Anyway, Chris Walls has released what his topics are going to be. We could go through those. We also now know, and this is really the story of the day. We brought this up yesterday. Brought this up from the very beginning. How are they going to tear apart a woman? With Kavanaugh, you go with the obvious, right? He did something bad to a woman somewhere, and it turned out he was a gang rapist. You know, a serial gang rapist, which you really don't want that on the Supreme Court. Right. According to people who are going to be prosecuted now for lying about it. Um, and you thought, well, that's not going to work on some woman. How are they going to possibly go against her and everything? I get. Clearly, it's her faith. Among headlines yesterday 
uh, from Newsweek, how Amy Coney Barrett's People of Praise group inspired The Handmaid's Tale. Ah, yes, that dystopian novel and show of male-dominated society where women are imprisoned and forced to breed like cattle. Right, and she's part of some weird part of Catholicism that should be scary to us all. And so that was the story all day long in a variety of ways, and we now know what the angle's going to be. Yeah. Uh, By the by, uh, I read a really interesting piece by uh, Mary uh, Olihan about this. Turns out that idea that this group inspired The Handmaid's Tale seems to be made up out of whole cloth, but then became part of the common currency, and now is just repeated in news story after news story, as the media are a bunch of lemmings. But I kind of skipped over the key fact, which is often something mundane inspires a creative work. That's why the person who writes it is known as a creative person, because if you just detail the facts, it wouldn't be terribly interesting. So, you know, if I see a, 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 a biker group rolling down the highway and I've, I've cranked out a, a handful of scripts in my time, I go home and I think, well, OK, let's say, how about a dystopian future where biker gangs uh, uh, run the world just like Mad Max, but different. Um, that biker gang is not Mad Max. They just inspired me. So, so it's a meaningless story anyway. So yesterday, Reuters came out with a story quoting somebody from 1984 who had left her particular uh, group. From the book 1984? No, the year, the Van Halen album, or help me out here. In the year 1984, this person had left this uh, People of Praise group or whatever she is in and then had some bad things to say, and Reuters wrote a big story around it trying to make it seem like she's a crazy person. They then retracted a whole bunch of the stuff that they had in it later in the day after a bunch of pushback, so what? is true now at this point. I don't even know. But it, it really got a lot of attention on your Twitter from people who who dive into this stuff because they changed what it was with no explanation as to why they changed the story later in the day. Ah, the retraction or revision without explanation, yeah, yeah. which used to be strict verboten in journalism. But now it happens regularly. That's why if you come across something that seems extraordinary, you've got to screen capture it because it might disappear. It happens in the New York Times regularly. Oh, my gosh, that's right. I have all sorts of info on how... Uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, the perpetrator of the 1619 Project fraud, some of it's quite legitimate, some of it is not, Um, how she and the New York Times are really walking back some stuff, but then denying that they're doing it by deleting tweets and changing copy without uh, saying this is a, a revision or anything like that. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But back to this whole Amy Coney Barrett's uh, Bible study group inspired The Handmaid's Tale. Again, there is no evidence of that. It would be meaningless if it did, unless you can give us some particulars. Um, and and Ben Sass, who's one of the most eloquent men in America, uh, called Senator it Senator from Nebraska. Indeed, yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. He uh, he called it wacky McCarthyism. <clears throat> These ugly smears against Judge Barrett are a combination of anti-Catholic bigotry and QAnon-level stupidity. Sass said. People of praise is basically a Bible study, just like billions of Christians around the world. Judge Barrett reads the Bible, praise, and tries to serve her community. Senators, sh- senators should condemn this wacky McCarthyism. Yeah. Well, they also shouldn't accuse decent, honorable people of gang rape. I appreciate him injecting the QAnon thing in there, because when people on the right do the QAnon stuff, they're obviously dangerous lunatics. 
But if the left makes up some story based out of who knows what and, and runs with it, that's perfectly all right, I guess. Sure, absolutely. I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was uh, Jewish. Could you dig into the Torah and come up with something scary sounding about Judaism? I mean, hell, God had uh, Abraham to sacrifice his son. Didn't go through with it. But, I mean, that's that's. God said to Abraham, give me a son. Right, exactly. Next time you see me, you better Abe run. Abraham said, God, he better be putting me on. <laughs> and I don't believe Highway 61 existed 4,000 years ago, but enough Bob Dylan. Um, so you can find something to say, you know, uh, the uh, the sacrificing of uh, Abraham's son, which, of course, didn't actually happen. Um, uh, uh, but that inspired the such and such movie. Who cares? So, Man, our discourse has gotten dumb. And so that'll be tied into, uh, so it's going to be trying to make her be a scary religious person, I guess, and then it'll tied, be tied into, you know, ending women's health, which is the way it's uh, put if you wanted to end limit late abortion. term abortion. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, uh, this point was made yesterday um, by some uh, legal eagles I was listening to their podcast. The whole scaring people over the abortion issue. There's only one justice on the Supreme Court that has ever declared they would vote to overturn Roe versus Wade. One out of nine, and that's Clarence Thomas. Well, out of eight. Uh, well, one out of nine, leading up to oh, okay. last week. Okay. And uh, if Coney Barrett goes on, it'll still be one out of nine, because the furthest she's ever gone in terms of a public statement is uh, uh, talking about Roe at all, is she said she doesn't think Roe will ever be overturned. That's all she's ever said about it. Mm. So you would still only have one. And even if you're going to stretch that, and count that, you got two out of nine that they're on the record for saying they'd overturn Roe versus Wade. I think uh, saying that she believes the opposite of what she believes is a hell of a stretch. It is. Right. But so even if you go there, Assume though, she's a liar. You're only at two. Right. We're not exactly, Roe versus Wade is not exactly hanging by a thread. Yeah. You see. Isn't that point. something? Yeah. And one of the arguments, well, there are a lot of different arguments against the, the Roe versus Wade decision, Um, but... One of the more significant ones I've come across is that it removed the question of abortion from legislatures and lawmakers, and now it's entirely in the courts. And so, it, it, number one, it's court battle after court battle after court battle, and will be for the rest of our lives probably, and it's used as the, the, the rock to chuck every time there's a judge being considered. To the point of absurdity. Well, well, I think you've proved the point in advance there. you got one justice who says, yeah, I'd like to overturn it. One. And yet everybody runs around like the, the decision itself is on the line every time a justice is, is being considered. It's idiotic. Ay ay ay. Can you imagine if politics were restricted to what is true or probably true? I mean, 80% of it, 90% of it would go away. What would we talk about? Oh, speaking of which, even lefties are uh, beating the hell out of old Joe Biden, fact check wise. Even the lefty factcheck.org gave him an absolute kicking um, for Pinocchio style for some of his claims about the Supreme Court. So we can get to that at some point. I will hit you with this because I, uh, I mentioned it. Chris Wallace announced what his topics are going to be for the big debate. Ah, uh, yes, yes. You think the debate's going to be a letdown in any way? Or Roe v. Gonna... Wade, also abortion, also overturning Roe v. Wade. 
<laughs> Do you think the debate will be a letdown in any way, or is it pretty much guaranteed to be great? Uh, I remember four years ago, every time I thought, I, I remember I remember saying on the air, that, you know, it's, it's going to turn out to be boring, and it wasn't. <laughs> it never was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can imagine a scenario where it was dull, but, man, that's a long shot. That is a dark horse. That's like a three-legged horse. If at Trump, the starting gate. If Trump just kind of rambles through some answers and doesn't really attack Joe Biden, and Joe Biden is just okay Joe Biden, as we've seen in a lot of debates, he's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, that would be quite a letdown, and I think a great thing for Joe Biden. It would really help him. Anyway, here are the topics. The Trump and Biden records. We'll dig into that a little bit. Trump's record is dug into every single day uh, as he answers questions. Biden's never, so this will be the first time. Uh, the Supreme Court, obviously. COVID-19. Okay. Fair enough. The economy. 200 million people have died. The economy. I don't know what that'll be about. Uh, Race and violence in our cities. Oh, huge issue. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. And then the integrity of the election, which will be a good conversation. You know what? That's a pretty good list of topics. It is. That's pretty solid. We'll cover some ground there. Plenty of opportunity for the fellers to distinguish themselves and or trip all over themselves. Well, I, I'll bet Chris Wallace is going to say on that last part, the integrity of the election, would you both pledge on this stage to accept the results of the, the election? And I don't think either one of them will. <laughs> no, they'll they'll say what Donald J. said last time. Well, I'll have to see. Which is a, well, a see what happens. Which is a perfectly reasonable answer. Well, right. Well, I'll accept them if I think they were fair, and I won't if I don't think they were. Turns <laughs> out there were five times as many votes in Arizona as there are people. But I will accept it. Anywho. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. So, uh, gosh, we have a lot of stuff to get to, including the fact-checking of old Joe Biden and uh, what it would take to add states to the United States. Does anybody have any idea what that procedure is? Hawaii, the last one's been a state so long nobody remembers. That was in the fifties. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. So yeah. we haven't added a state in sixty some years. Yeah, that's the sort of thing you learn as a school kid, and uh, frankly, it hasn't come up lately. Part of it's because we like round numbers. I think. I think fifty is just such a good round number. It is a good number. <laughs> it's an excellent number. Yeah. Uh, so people are talking about adding D.C. and Puerto Rico and Guam and the U.S. Virgin Islands and. God knows what else uh, as states just only if they would swing Democrat, obviously. But don't some of those states, they already get tax money and vote sometimes those territories. They you get, mean? They, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's complicated mm. and it varies whether you're a territory or a protectorate or whatever else. Um, I'd like, like to hear from you. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Complaints of riders pooping on the subway have soared over the last year. Although it's banned, the act itself is not specifically spelled out in a list of bodily expulsions that are not allowed on MTA transit. So board officials are expected to make this crystal clear in the rules that there will be no defecating on subways, buses, and transit facilities. Violators face a $100 fine. Yeah, I understand why that we've changed as a society. You know why that wasn't written down specifically for <laughs> centuries? You didn't think you had to. <laughs> I, 
would suggest so. Any list of bodily expulsions that does not include pooping is uh, an incomplete list. I mean, like if your kid pooped in your car. Hey, you didn't tell me I couldn't. No, I didn't think I had to tell you not to poop in the car. I could write a book <laughs> on what this conversation means. <laughs> it's that, not that, that's on astounding. The, it's not on the official list of bodily expulsions. They're going to make it very clear that this is not acceptable <laughs> behavior. Oh, oh, oh pooping oh, on the bus oh, is not okay. I see. I was I was underinformed because you li- li- listed urinating, uh, blowing my nose. I stop with the list. Things. We can all imagine it. But it, you just sick enough. He didn't specifically say. So I thought that I just assumed that was a go ahead. This is squarely in the department of. Uh, how societies change from uh, moral to legalistic. If it's not illegal, it must be okay. Right. And if it is illegal, it must be bad. I think lawyers have helped us get there. Oh, oddly unquestionably. Enough. Oddly enough. Absolutely. This story, Joe Biden fact check in a second. This story is disturbing. It was yesterday's USA Today front page cover story. I should have gotten to it. It's one of those big front page and then inside like two giant pages. I mean, mm. they went big with it. Cheerleading's ban list skips 74 sex offenders. Across the United States, people accused of crimes with minors continue to work in cheer. And it's all the people that got accused of, or in many cases, convicted of some sort of, you know, taking pictures of the girls in the shower or much worse. And go open a gym in some other state or just get hired somewhere else and work in cheerleading with, Mm. uh, you know, children. You think in the Internet age you couldn't get away with that. You would think so, but I I don't quite get how this happens. But we've we've seen it with cheerleading. We've seen it with swimming. We've seen it with gymnastics um, to a certain extent with Boy Scouts, certainly with the Catholic Church, where this sort of thing happens and you just move them to somewhere else and let them do it again. With kids, it's just incredible. It's such a weird dichotomy because you have that sort of... You know, that sloppiness or, or intentionally overlooking it, uh, uh, like you know, in the, with the uh, Olympic swimming or the gymnasts or the Michigan State or USC or any of those horrifying stories. M- meanwhile, and this was a while back when I was a, a Little League coach, they had like sheets of instructions about do not pat any player on the back, do not high five, do not be sit, do not be alone with a player. And so simultaneously you have right. just gross negligence and paranoia. That seems to happen a lot. So you've, huh. you've you've gone to the point that you've made it horrible for people that aren't pervos. Yeah. But you're letting the pervos get in away with being pervos. Hello, it, gun laws. Uh, yeah, that's a perfectly good example. A uh, 44-year-old here is a convicted felon on Ohio's sex offender registry, went to another state, opened a gym with little kids cheerleading. You wouldn't think <laughs> you'd be able to do that. That's amazing. Anyway, if you're interested in that story, yesterday's USA Today. Or we'll link it at the website. That's the smart thing there to do. There right? you go. Armstrongandgetty.com. It's all about the clicks. So, to my shock and horror, factcheck.org actually fact-checked a Democrat, and they say in the uh, remarks following the death of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden made several false and exaggerated claims while arguing the Senate should wait until after the election to, uh, you know, the story. Biden falsely claimed that, quote, there's no court session between now and the end of the election. The next Supreme Court session begins in like two weeks. First Monday in October. Every single year. He knows that. Biden said, I think the fastest justice ever confirmed was 47 days. That's false. Just since 1975, the shortest time was 19 days. Biden exaggerated when he said 30 to 40 percent of Americans will have voted by October 1st. His campaign later told us he by November 1st. I don't get that argument anyway. A lot of people are making that argument. Voting has started. We haven't had the debates yet. 
why are we concerned about unforeseen events if we're going to go ahead and schedule foreseen events mm-hmm. after the voting has started? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He also wrongly claimed the Trump campaign asked him to release a list of potential Supreme Court picks only after Ginsburg's passing. President Donald Trump and his campaign had called on Biden to produce such a list repeatedly prior to her death. I can't believe Biden's getting a pass on uh, not mentioning who he would put on the Supreme Court. Well, the entire media establishment wants him to win, but uh, that will come up, I have a feeling, in the debate. It almost has to. And Oh, Trump's going to get in his shorts on that one. It's it's very odd that he hasn't released that list. I would think it'd be a good thing. It would motivate your side. It would fire him up. Yeah, and I'm trying to knock around in my head why he wouldn't. I mean, he doesn't have to do it personally. He can have people do it. There are plenty of lawyers in the Democrat Party. I think they're trying to avoid any distraction from... You don't want Trump to be president again, do you? Because if he releases a list, there's a couple-day conversation about a couple of the names. Right, keep and the focus not... on Trump at all times. Yeah. Yep, that's got to be it. A... What was it he didn't answer the other day? Uh, oh, would you pack the Supreme Court? And he said, that's a distraction. I think they're trying to stay away from anything that's not, hey, you remember who Trump is, right? Do you want four more years of that? Right. He doesn't want any couple-day discussions about packing the Supreme Court or anything. So, essentially, he's not going to talk about anything but Trump. Yeah. No policies, no judges, no Which laws. Which might, might be the smart way to go about it. I don't know. I don't eh. think the media shouldn't let him get away with it. No. No. We'll have to see. We, believe it or not, we're still kind of sort of in the early days of people really, really paying attention. Armstrong and Getty.